Hi, I'm Maggie. Hi, I'm Grace, and this is a Very Bookish Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to episode seven of our podcast. Today we have a special guest. We're going to be talking about all things Nesta and Nessian in prep for A Court of Silver Flames. So welcome, Melissa. Yes, Melissa! (laughs) Okay, so excited to have you. Yes. I'm I think so happy to be here and talk to you guys. Yeah, one of the first people, like, we had, like, a group of people that we were, like, okay, we had to have, like, these five people on the podcast. I was, like, Celine, Kate, and Grace was, like, Melissa, <laughs> Melissa, and, I, and then, like, I think I saw, like, you talking about Nesta and stuff, and I was, like, Melissa would be the perfect person for Nesta, a Nesta cast. That's the name of the episode, is Nesta cast with Melissa. <laughs> but, yeah, we definitely, like, especially after all the drama that has gone down with Nesta on TikTok. Um, I think, especially with you, I definitely think that it was a good idea for us to bring you on, especially to talk about Nesta and our mm-hmm. love for Nesta. Or well, our for. Yeah, I'm so honored that you guys thought about me because honestly, I love you guys so much. So it means so much that you guys even like mm-hmm. thought about having me and then we're like, yep, Nesta's the episode for her. Yeah. <laughs> that warms my heart that like you actually enjoy the podcast because like, it's my, I like- it's- podcast I listen to oh like because like I don't think about that like I don't think oh like actually the people I know listen to it and enjoy it like I don't ever think about that so I was like oh okay (laughs) Um, we just we just record and we just have fun talking yeah it doesn't really hit us later until later on that people are actually listening to this yeah like that we actually have as I said I have conversation with you guys you guys don't hear it but (laughs) I have conversations (laughs) with Like whenever you guys ask questions, like top three boyfriends, I reply back with my (laughs) (laughs) while I'm doing the dishes. Just okay. Yeah, that's honestly so great. Um, If anybody has any questions, um, this is a Nesta and Cassian um, art print right here um, from Sam. I will link her down in the description down below. But this is like her rendition of a Court of Silver Flames um, dust jacket that she did um, popping up right now um yeah we'll definitely post it on our instagram story for those who are listening so that way you guys can see it and also go ahead and follow the artist yes um that's that and then if you are wondering what earrings i am wearing i am wearing asriel earrings from um starlight designs with three s's on etsy they will link down below and you can use maggie 10 for 10 percent off in their shop because i'm a pr person Ooh. i was so <laughs> excited when i found that out i was like so excited uh i need to get cassian to like complete my trio of earrings yeah yeah you can use code maggie 10 great i will make you guys prs for my shop if you guys and i did i will well i made i will make a code for this podcast so that if people (laughs) go get some etsy stuff i I definitely have thought about like buying stuff from your shop because i like saw it and i was like oh my gosh this would go great on my bookshelf especially for my apartment i need to have like more like appropriate book ish items i feel like like minimalistic yes that looks looks like if i bring a boy he won't think i'm crazy (laughs) (laughs) at first glance and then he reads it he's like oh okay like you you gotta give him a minute to adjust yeah yeah but you can't like throw him into the lion's den all of a sudden you gotta kind of yeah. ease him in there step by step yeah so that's why i have to like keep the bookshelves out my bedroom and keep them in the living room <laughs> and then 
And then they have a couple of bookshelves in my room. Be like, oh, yeah, it's just a small book collection. Light reading, not yeah. much. I don't read like a book a day or anything. It takes about a month uh, to read a book, you know? Hobby. It's not an addiction. Yeah. No. 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 I don't spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. No, nope. that not that nope. wouldn't know her. I could never. <laughs> me. I'm a college student. I would never. Right. I have no money for that. <laughs> I'm saving for retirement right now. Like my Rothschild's bank account is being set up. I don't have time for this. Exactly. <laughs> An accountant through and through. Yeah. So I, I definitely, I was talking about it with my Grace and uh, our friend Emily, and I was like, yeah, I'm setting up like my retirement fund now. I'm so excited. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, my 20th birthday, I'm setting up my bank account, my like retirement fund. And they were like, <laughs> their reaction was priceless and like I love accounting and people think that's so weird and I'm like yeah and I was like and my coworkers, they're like they saw me like looking at it like an accounting like accounting for dummies books and I was like reading through it for fun and they were like where's your wild wow. book <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah get yourself a girl who can do both yes yes exactly um okay so to get this podcast started with nesta um i wanted to first ask you how did you feel about net when you first met nesta and you first read about her like your first time yeah. reading the whole book series and stuff versus mm-hmm. how you felt now about nesta yeah. you know, i think that's such a great question because i so i read the books two years ago so it's been a minute but when i read it i think i was more neutral on nesta like i didn't love her but i didn't hate her either so i joined book talk over quarantine in the peak of actar in august and i started seeing a lot of hate towards nesta that i think maybe pushed me more to the negative side but then among this hate i started seeing some very textually inaccurate claims and then i was like wait like i know i read this books a while ago but i'm pretty sure this didn't happen so then that got me to go back to the books and when i go for a second read i start analyzing and the thing with Nesta is that, so with first person narration, it's so hard for us to see her point of view unless we analyze. And she does not have an easy personality or attitude to like. So unless you see her point of view, I think it's really hard to like her. So when I started analyzing her character, I was just like, I like Nesta and like I sympathize with her. Um, with that being said, this, she's very flawed and she has definitely made mistakes, but it's also just the situations that she's been thrown in like stripped of choice. I just really felt for her. And I started seeing some of myself in her. And then I started making Nesta videos and I became Nesta's, I book talks Nesta. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I kind of had the same thing where like, I read it, but like, I didn't particularly like care for her. I like didn't feel spoiler alerts for anything for the whole podcast spoiler alerts for everything the whole akatar spoiler like akatar everything is spoiler but like in the first book in akatar i didn't i didn't looked over her i was like okay it's nesta her older sister she left her behind her -hmm. sisters are now in the human human they're fine leave them akamath hits i'm like okay i feel bad for them because like they were turned into fey and they didn't want that i think that's a key thing that people forget is that their like whole life was stripped from them yeah. um and then in Ak war you see her more um and especially her la- relationship with cassian and like when she did defend cassian against the king of hibern and you were like wow like she's a strong-willed woman and then and frost and starlight i was kind of like damn nesta you're kind of being a bitch right now but then i like looked back and i've like gone through like both of the nesta hate tiktok and both nesta loving and i realized how much i actually related to her and like 
the sense that she was she is like this bitchy person who has a lot of trauma and we have to realize that she's been raped she is literally like everything that she's her whole world has been turned upside down into everything she's never wanted like that is so uncommon for like I, i feel like a lot of people don't talk about that where nesta wanted to be human nesta wanted to have like the human life she wanted to do that and so did elaine they wanted that regular human life where ferret Feyre did not. Feyre did not want that. Feyre made so, a decision to go back to the yeah. floor. And Nesta and Elaine did not. And they were turned against their will. And then they were brought to the night court. And their sister wasn't there with them. Nesta didn't have anybody to... She doesn't have anybody who she's able to talk with. She has mm-hmm. to deal with a lot of stuff herself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that... Like, I personally know that that takes a toll on you. Like, yeah. I've been in Nesta's place before where, like, everything seems to be going your whole life diverges from what you want and i feel like that also causes doesn't doesn't make what she did right doesn't make Mm -hmm. it at all right especially how she treated pharaoh when pharaoh was human was horrific i think especially as a sister i would never be able to do that to my little sister um i mean well (laughs) (laughs) okay um to be fair amen and i were talking about this and amen and i are like do Nesta haters not have sisters or siblings? Yeah. <laughs> just like, I mean, we're terrible to each other in all honesty, but yeah, oh, yeah. I, definitely... I love my siblings and I am an oldest sibling. So there are some things that I can't relate to Nesta on. So one big thing being a lot of responsibility is on me as the oldest sister. And I had to rise up to that. Mm-hmm. Whereas in their family, that was Farah. So that's something that I can't relate to her on. But I do understand that some people close in on themselves when they have this responsibility while others rise up and both are common and valid responses yeah especially because we shouldn't have to have this responsibility on us to begin with it just kind of falls upon us because of society and expectations and maybe our families don't do everything that they're supposed to do mm-hmm. um, so I do kind of feel for her in that sense yeah. But I yeah like some of the things um I mean a little bit too much for sure I've definitely been horrific to my sister. I've definitely said really rude things to my sister. I've definitely like maybe smothered her with a pillow once. Um, a couple <laughs> times. I literally sent her like a photo of like a little baby, like like a toddler, like smothering his like brother or like little baby sister. And she was like, "Would you find the picture of us?" And I was like, <laughs> but, like I like it's such a human thing for sisters to fight, and sisters can like a lot of family like I a lot of people don't talk to like a lot of family members don't talk to each other because they do have a strained relationship with their sisters and like I feel I still think that Nesta does deeply care for her sister she still loves Feyre and we haven't seen we haven't seen Nesta's perspective as well we don't know what Nesta knows we don't know what Nesta thinks we've never seen that yet and that I feel like is so crucial that everybody tends to forget yeah, mm-hmm. no, for me, I agree. I think Nesta does deeply care for both Feyre and Elaine, although she has shown, like, more favor for Elaine. Mm-hmm. But I think what a lot of people forget is, like, they're just like, oh, my gosh, like, Nesta was so obsessed with Elaine when they became Faye. But that's exactly what Nesta was when Feyre was taken. Like, Nesta traveled to the Fey world to try to save Feyre. And it's so important to realize this because Nesta has not stepped into the forest once at that point. She always wears dresses. She's been closed in on herself. She hasn't been doing anything she suddenly goes into wolf territory. Like that is a huge jump. And that shows that when push comes to show, Nesta does care. And like before this, I don't think that Nesta ever thought that Fairy's life was in danger. But at this point she was like, this is my sister. She's gone and she's in danger. Like, 
um, I think that was the beginning of her arc. But I was, so I worked on, if you guys don't know, I have a Nesta's character analysis Google Doc. Yes. In my bio. I worked on it a little bit more yesterday. And I was actually looking at a few analysis that were already made. And somebody was saying, Akatar does not make sense. Like the plot holes in it. So it doesn't make sense that for instance, Nesta's really good with finance. So why didn't she do any of like the, you know, you know, just keeping. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't make sense that they didn't use whatever money that they had at first to like open kind of a business or something to get them through. It doesn't make sense that an adult was there when all of this happens. Yeah. And it's not that he, like, first of all, he was making hand carvings and he was selling them. So he could have made more and sold more so that fairy didn't have to go and do that. And it's also another thing is that like, as a parent, it's your job to make sure your like the siblings treat each other well. Like, I mean, this just happened to me like two weeks ago, we were going on to the mountains and I was drinking like an expensive Starbucks and I bought it with my own money. And it was like my little reward. My brother shoved me knowing very well that was going to spill on me. So I shoved him back, which made him shove into my sister. So then we literally like started beating each other up. <laughs> my parents pulled the car to the side and pulled each other apart. And I had to go sit on the front and my mom had to sit in between my siblings. Like, I, like, I don't think you get it. Like, and I'm 19. My sister's 18. <laughs> like, my brother's 12. None of us are, like, super young. Like, I think that's so important that they came from a negligent household. They didn't have, like, they had their father, but their father didn't do anything. He wasn't a father. He was, he was his ghost. He, was, he wasn't a father. And also, I noticed that, like, their father, like, uh, the big plot hole was their father coming back at the end of Aka War with, like, I was like, healed. like, he seems yeah. healed. And I was, like, I was like, I was like, I was like, what? That's a big plot hole with Akawar that I like really didn't enjoy. I was like, wait, her, yeah. fa like, I knew it was her father. I was like, oh, it's going to be her father. Of course, it's going to be her father. But then mm. I was like, why was it her father? Like, why? Like, it's such a big plot hole that I really didn't enjoy. Yeah, um, no, there's definitely a lot of plot holes when you start analyzing it. So when I started analyzing Nesta's character, that's when I found a lot of plot holes that. You know, like, especially in the beginning of Akatar, it's almost like Sergei Mas wants to make Fairy distinctly good and make uh, Elaine and Nesta distinctly bad. Yeah. So, like, and that's not very realistic. And it doesn't, like, stay, stick on throughout the series because, yeah. you know, them, like, doing good things. Yeah. Um, so there are definitely a lot of plot holes when you start. I also think it's interesting because it's from, everything is from Feyre's point of view. Like, everything mm -hmm. with them is from Feyre or, like, Cassian yeah. or, like, Azrael. We've never seen, like, they're like Nesta's I always come back to this is we don't know what Nesta's thinking we don't yeah. know how much she's hurting we do not know like her problems her sh like we've heard of them and we've we've we read about them we can yeah. guess what she's feeling but we don't know until this next book until A Court of Silver Flames yeah. where we hopefully get to see this character arc and like we get to, I don't know this will kind of like lead into a later question but um we don't know what's going to happen with certain people, and I'm very excited to see it. But I do. Yeah. Um, so going over to a next, my next question for you is how, do, as like an older sibling, like how do you relate to Nesta or what are things that you don't relate to her for? Yeah. So I think I've kind of mentioned it. It's that I did have to take responsibility at a young age. Um, my sister has never had to do that. My brother has never had to do that. And to a point they're spoiled because of it. Now they literally get me to do the smallest things for them. Like, it's like my sister cannot 
ask for a ketchup. Like we'll be at McDonald's or something. She can't go to the counter and ask for a ketchup. Like she will go and make me do that for her. Um, like it's that much. Like I've cuddled them too much, I think. Um, so that, like there is definitely like I can't really relate to her on that because I think if I was in that position, I would be the one hunting. Like pretty sure that's what that would be happening. But again, like just because that would have been my experience does not mean that has to be other people's experiences because we all deal with trauma in different ways. Um, and I think it is a part of it is my family's conditioning because I have family support. Like my dad and my mom, they do their jobs. Like as I've said, like they have separated us when we needed to be separated. Whereas Nesta's never had that, neither has Vera nor Elaine. So I think that's a part that I can't relate to her on, but that doesn't mean it's invalid. Um, but well, I think what I do relate to her on is her mental health. Like, I know this isn't really more about her being a sibling, but, and I did kind of write about this in the Google Doc a little bit yesterday too. And it's that we, you know, like lately we've been trying to destigmatize mental health. Like we're trying to have a conversation around it um, and make sure that people who do go through these things don't feel alone. But when we see people with mental illness actually having symptoms and they cannot cope with social interactions, we start to say they're gross. For instance, when Nessa doesn't wash her sheets, she doesn't clean her house. That's actually a really common response. People who go through depression will not take a shower for about a month. And people, like, when they feel attacked, they will lash out. That is also a common response. And then people will say, you're just being mean and abusive. And then people will say that it's like, you know, your behavior is not an excuse and it's not an excuse, but there is definitely something going on there. And mm -hmm. we do need to be maybe a bit more sympathetic and careful with our words. So that's something that I definitely relate to her on, especially in 2020. I know that that was a hard year for all of us. Um, my mental health took a hit and I felt like I was Nessa in a court of frost and starlight, like, especially as people were trying to get me to come out of my shell. And I was like, I am trying to nicely say this now, like, you know, don't push me. Yeah, I definitely think that that's something that people fail to realize is I like one of my things is that Nesta definitely like I think Nesta has depression because like in a in like we see I've like I've talked to my friends about like you have like your depression room where like you're you just don't you can't like physically it seems like so exhausting just to put things away and it's like and it's like nothing makes you and it's like I've had that I've had that like time in my life where like I don't want to do anything and like laying in my bed is like the only thing I can do and like and that thankfully reading helped me with that um I talked about how um, Throne of Glass helped me and stuff through that kind of stuff, but Nesta has depression. I, and I think that, I think that depression is caused by the multiple factors of, like, her whole life completely going awry than what she wants. Like, it, everything is stacking up, and one of the things that I, I think it was, I don't remember who it was. I saw it on TikTok. I mean, it was talking about how it was in Akawar when Cassian and Nesta said, like, Cassian said he would always be there for Nesta. Mm -hmm. And after the battle, she, like, put her heart and her life on the line for Cassian. Yeah. And then after the, after the battle, he kind of walked off with more and as and left Nesta I behind. shit out of that. Like, um, you, you have to realize, like, how somebody would, I, I would feel devastated in that moment where it's like, I, I put my life out on the, on the line for you and you just discard me. And yeah. I think that's one of her, like, I think we'll hopefully see that in A Court of Silver Flames where you see Nesta bringing this up to Cassie and she's like, you left me. You yeah. left me before I left you. I yeah. think that's going to be a big thing because, like, we see in Akka, Akka, <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it without the A. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was like, Agassiz, um, we've seen that, like, he throws, he throws whatever gift he got her. We need uh-huh. to know what he got her. He throws it away. And I'm like, I, 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 I kind of feel for Nesta where, like, she put her life out. She literally put her life on the line for Cassian. And he didn't acknowledge it really. He kind of brushed it off and he brushed her off. And I, I feel like if a man did that to me, oh, all hell would break loose. Dealing with this way worse than Nesta is. Like, because all she's doing is just leave me alone. I would have had some words. Um, but no, I totally agree with that. That's not the first time that has happened. Like, it's been foreshadowing. And that's kind of what I analyze. Like, it's one of the big parts that I've analyzed. Like, so in the bonus chapter, Wings and Amber is the target edition of Accord of Sin Fury. Cassian says that he does not want more to know how he just touched Nesta when he kissed her neck. So that foreshadows right there that he's going to try to hide whatever is going on between him and Nesta from the inner circle and especially from more. And so like another one is in a court of wings and ruin when Cassian is injured and no one notices this but Nesta and then Nesta treats his arm. So after she's done treating it, he grasps her hands and when more comes in, he immediately snatches his hand away and acts like Nesta's not there. Yeah. So, and like, these are the scenes that we have seen. There's probably some scenes where this has happened that we haven't seen. And although this has happened, Nesta still lays her life on the line for him. I think, and yeah. I haven't done that either. Like, honestly, like, maybe that makes me sound bad, but like, and I would is, not have sacrificed my life for him. She probably thinks he's ashamed to be with her. Like, yeah. Like, that's the thing is, like, Nesta is so broken. She's so broken inside. She has her own problems. And the one male that she thinks is going to always be there for her never really is there for her. He's always, he's always brushing her off whenever the inner circle is in. He's always seeming to, um, to just brush her off whenever his friends are around and like if a guy was doing that to me if a guy was brushing me off like dropping my hands whenever his friends came like we all oh grace will be back soon um grace will be back um but like every time he like every time he'd be with his friends like nobody wants that nobody wants that in a relationship where you can't be open in an open relationship and you'd probably feel ashamed of yourself you'd feel like what's wrong with me and Nesta probably feels that like what is so wrong with me that he can't be with me out in the open Nesta definitely has some self-esteem issues and this is not helping it's because you know everyone talks bad about her to her face and behind her and she knows this so it's hard to feel loved when everybody's telling you that you are unloved uh and kind of like acting like she's kind of the side chick does not help with that at all like what's side chick yes yeah side but, chick. i mean i do love nesla and cassie and and i definitely want them to be in a relationship and that's why i'm looking forward to a court of silver flames but there's clearly a lot of things to work out and i think a lot of people just put everything on nesta but the way that cassian has acted has nothing to do with nesta and it has everything to do with how he is just comfortable within his circle and acting like a buffer between more and azriel and more is not let, ready to let it go so it's just there so there is definitely things that cassie needs to own up to yeah and dissolve before they can move forward that's one of the things that i hate about like the people who don't like nesta and they always blame it on nesta that nesta treats cassian so horribly but i'm like you do realize cassian hasn't treated nesta with much respect like we see that like yeah he like flirts with her openly and stuff and like he is her when she doesn't flirt back with him but he doesn't 
he doesn't accept her fully. He hasn't accepted her fully because he still drops his, like maybe he's trying to do it for Moore's benefit, but it still hurts Nesta. Cassian has hurt Nesta. That's we, as readers, we know that there is nothing romantic between Cassian and Moore, but Nesta doesn't know that. And nobody offers Nesta an explanation. Mm -hmm. So with the assumption that she's making, Moore and Cassian are a thing. And Nesta's a chase, like just something to get out of his system. And it's not going to be real. It's not the end game. Yeah, she, she feels like a side chick. And I would too. I would definitely feel like a side chick where I can't be with the man I want to be with. And like, he can't accept me out in his friend group because he's with yeah. another girl. And like, Nesta, Moore's whole coming out thing is a whole other topic to discuss. That could be like a whole two hour podcast in itself. But Nesta really does struggle with acceptance from not just her like accepting herself but from other people because we see them constantly like they're trying to help her by pushing her to come to things and stuff but that's not how you help somebody with depression you really have to let yeah and like you and I were kind of talking about that like when I'm going through something I'm exactly like Nesta in the sense that I need to have my space and if people push my boundaries that's when I will lash out and I will say some stuff that I probably don't mean. But that's the thing. It's like everyone copes with it in different ways. So I think Feyre dealt with it with more sport and she wanted that and she accepted that. But Nesta doesn't and they kind of need to respect that boundary. Yeah. Like Feyre's healing method was Reese and the inner circle and having them. That yeah. was her healing method. That would allow her to heal. But I don't think Nesta can, ha- I don't think Nesta wants that. And I don't think the way, that's the way Nesta that's not how she lived her life. Like that's not how she copes. And I think we have to realize that people have so many different coping mechanisms and Nesta is definitely like cold and standoffish. And that's mine too. When I'm like depressed and stuff, I don't talk to people for days and people will see it. People, but they, my friends don't try to push me. They don't try to push me. And they accept that like, I need to figure it out myself. And I definitely think that I hopefully see the talk between Nesta and Cassian where they both are like the screaming fight that they have. I can't wait yeah. to see it where they're both like sure it will screaming at each other and they're both like, fuck you. Like, yeah. I could, like you left, I, I want Nesta to be like, you left me before I left you. Yeah. And I want her to like point out how Cassian has treated her because he has not treated her like an equal or like he wants to be with her yeah no it's like like you and I were saying it's like he treated her as a side chick so that's definitely yeah it's definitely like a so this kind of leads into my next question which is do you think Nessian is endgame yeah they I mean I think Sergei Mas has basically confirmed it in the hypnosis Mm -hmm. where she said they find healing and love in each other's arms like that was a confirmation that's true yeah uh, I know that Sergei Mas doesn't like first love and trust, but I just think Nessa and Cassian's energy really do fit well together. Like, you and I have been talking. They have their stuff to figure out. Yeah. Cassian and Nessa, they both do. Like, it's not just on one person. Um, but I think they complement each other's personalities really well. Like, in the sense that they are opposites. So Cassian is more like fire, whereas Nessa is more like ice. And I think that just complements it well. And I mean, whenever we see it, it's just the angst. Like, it's like an enemies to lovers. It's such... It's so, they're, they're not like classic enemies to lovers. They're like a, yeah. they're like the two be- the two friends of one best friend that hate each other. Yeah. 
like they're like the people in a front group that both hate each other and everybody's accepted that they hate each other but like one of them actually really likes the other person but the other person actually hates the other person <laughs> yeah no like i'm definitely really excited to kind of see the like the banter and the angst between the two and like you said there's definitely going to be some screaming and basically i think sergey mas was saying in one of the lives that like uh, Nesta's a bitch the first half because Cassine's and I, I'm, am I allowed to curse on this podcast? Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. It's not for children. It's not. It's not for <laughs> yeah. It's because Cassie's an asshole and that's basically what she said. And I think that's what a lot of people are not understanding. The reason why, oh, we have Grace back. We have Grace back. <laughs> We're just talking about uh, Cassian being an ass um, <laughs> to Nesta. Sorry. I have Sorry. no idea what's going on in my house today. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I just asked her, do we think Nessian's endgame? And she said yes, and she was talking about how, what did Sarah say about Cassian? Oh yeah, so Sarah was saying that, like, basically the reason why Nesta's a bitch the first half of the book is because Cassian's an ass the first half of the book, and I think that fits in well, because that's why she's been bitchy to Cassian. It's because he has been treating her like a side chick, and that has been her way to kind of push him away and to protect her feelings. Yeah. So I think that's what she's going to try to do yeah. in the beginning. And I, I definitely have done that where like somebody has hurt me and I'm the type of person where if somebody hurts me, I completely cut off contact with them. Like I've done that to friends where I don't want to be in this friendship anymore because I don't like yeah. how you make me feel. I don't like the things that you've done to me. Um, Grace has heard where a friend. Honestly, that's self-respect. Like, like a friend like walked off with a boy down like and I was like freezing in Colorado and she walked down the street with a boy and we were supposed to turn and she kept walking with him and didn't even like look back to see if I was behind her or anything so they got to the end of their street and then I just walked home the rest of the way Grace saw it on my I talked about it on my live but like after that I stopped talking to her because I was like you don't value me as a friend and like I think Nesta is trying to do something like that where she's like trying to push Cassie in a way because she realizes that he doesn't value her the way she needs to be valued. Yeah. No, it's definitely about having boundaries. And I mean, I think it's more about boundaries than self-respect for her. Like, it's just she doesn't want to get hurt. Mm -hmm. And because she already has trust issues from her past relationship that, you know, ended up in sexual assault. Um, So, yeah, that's definitely a factor that a lot of people don't consider. Yeah, I, I, but also, like, she was a bitch to Feyre, and yeah. she does she does favor Elaine, especially yeah. in um, Akasuf. <laughs> I'm just gonna say Akasuf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she does favor. It's funny because it's like Akasuf and then Ako. Fus. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard now. Or, to say it's it. Akafus and then Akasuf. <laughs> um, but it's like she does favor in Frost and Starlight. Frost. Oh, Foss. Akafoss. Akafoss. That's what I could say. Akafoss. I was like, wait, um, yeah, it's Akafoss and then Akafoss. I, I, you know, I was looking and I saw F and S and I've been confusing the two. But she was a bitch to Feyre and like, yeah, they didn't deserve it. Um, and, but they tried to push themselves onto her. Like they constantly were trying to push her to do stuff that she didn't want to do. And I know as like person who struggled with mental health and I'm like, if I'm in one of my, cause I have, um, triggered depression. So like something happens to me and I spiral down. And yeah. so it like, I don't want people to tell me how I should heal. Tell me how, like, I get angry. I get angry and I don't want to deal with it. If they start to tell me, oh, you need to do this. Like, you need to just get out. You need to come, like, stay, stay with us. And like, it will make you feel better. No, it doesn't. Yeah. 
it's like I'm a very person where I like to I like to deal it myself because being by myself and like thinking about stuff really helps me um and thinking through it myself or like with a therapist that helps me yeah but having other people tell you like oh just like come hang out with us and you'll feel better that's kind of what they do to to Nessa they're like you need to come and hang out with us they basically force her to come to solstice by holding rent money over her yeah and Nesta clearly does not want to be there, but she goes and she actually doesn't even remind her about the rent money. Feyre is the one who reminds her about the rent money when she's leaving. So that was kind of interesting to see. Um, but she's very standoffish. And there was this one phrase saying that although Nesta was inside sitting with them, she feels as if she's looking through a window outside. So she feels very outed. She doesn't feel inclusive, which is weird after everything that they did to get her to come. And then acting like she isn't there. Like, yeah. what was the reason? Like, and one thing is that Elaine definitely is not as supportive of Nesta as Nesta was of Elaine. Because, like, first of all, Elaine needs to take a shot before she can even talk to Nesta. And it seems to me, like, what I analyzed, at least, is that um, Nesta wants Elaine to come to her. Because in the bar, when she's talking to Farah, Nesta's like, Elaine could come to me. Because Farah was like, you didn't come to dinner Elaine had invited you and she was really looking forward to seeing you. And Nesta replies, Elaine could have come to me. So I think Nesta doesn't feel comfortable with the inner circle, which is understandable, like with more always kind of being uh, mean to her. She just doesn't feel like that's her family. That's her circle. She doesn't feel comfortable with them. And that's okay. We all have our comfort people. Um, so I think she wanted Elaine to come to her. And Elaine doesn't do that. Elaine wants Nesta to come to her as she always has. That's a pattern. And Feyre always wants to be, I think Feyre does want to be loved and accepted by Nesta. And I Feyre, definitely like Nesta has been a bitch to Feyre for sure. Um, but I just, this isn't the right time for that when Nesta's clearly going through something. And it's just Feyre kind of almost put, putting her own happiness and wants above Nesta's mental health. I also think that the inner circle doesn't fully accept Nesta. We saw yeah. it at the Solstice thing where they didn't get her presence. Yeah. Like, if you fully accepted her, everybody would have gotten her present. And it was only Elaine who got her a present. Yeah. But also, the thing with Moore and Cassian, and Nesta probably thinks that Cassian and Moore are a thing. Yeah. The girl who, basically, you're a side chick to a dude, and it's like going to a Christmas party for your dude, or your sister, and his main girl is there, and you're his side chick. And I they, would feel. Yeah. And they exchange matching lingerie in front of her that Nesta quote-unquote pointedly ignores. Yeah. Like, I mean, if the guy that I was talking to, the guy that I almost died for, was exchanging matching lingerie in front of me with someone yeah. else. I like, I'm saying, yo, Nesta took the high road there, because I would not have taken the high road there. I definitely think that's like a... Grace would have definitely. Grace would have went off. I know that. Grace would have would have been. Would Grace she would have been on the same level. I I know it. She would have set her. Th- she would have slammed her cup down and been. What the hell is this? She would have been my all up in his face. I would have definitely came out. My Hispanic side would have been all up in his face. She'd be cussing. She'd, Who the hell? she'd be like looking. You know, she she'd be like looking up, like pointing in his face, kind of thing. Where she's like looking up to him, and she's like. You look, you look in here. <laughs> she's like, like she has to like tilt her head back to like talk to him and point up to him. She's like poking his chest. Back and down. Ended it right there. Yeah, but <laughs> and, I, and that's saying something because he's because 
you know, every episode I'm here, like Cassian is my main man, but I'm not afraid to check him if I got to. If I got exactly. to check him, I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one thing is Cassian is not perfect. Like, I think we all love Cassian. Oh, and there, he definitely has his point of view to things, too, because he feels like he's a bastard and Nesta sees him and such, when Nesta just doesn't feel like he values her. Like, that's just it for Nesta. But Cassian doesn't see that, and Nesta doesn't see what Cassian sees. So there's miscommunication between the two. Yeah. And they refuse to talk to each other. Which just makes it so much worse. Yeah, which makes everything oh. so much worse. Yeah. But I also, I also think a ma- major plot point in Sarah Jamas is that, like, Nesta, like, the thing between Moore and Cassian is they do act more than their friends. Like, they flirt all the time. And, like, if I was Nesta, I would be like, oh, 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 I thought, I thought you were into me. Like, I guess you're just playing with my feelings. And, like, you kind of, how you, how she said, Almosa said, like, Nesta probably feels just like Cassian's chase, like, a way to burn off energy and stuff. Mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want to deal with that, and I would, cl- like, mm-hmm. I'm the type of person I'd close off to them immediately, like, I wouldn't want to talk to them, I just want to be left alone, I don't want to get gifts from them, I don't want them to, I don't want them to shame me, especially, like, Cassian kind of does shame Nesta a little bit with, when she starts having sex with a bunch of guys, he does, he, like, he, they, they all shame her, and I'm like, there's some extreme slut shaming going on. Yeah, that was one of my problems was like the amount of slut shaming that also Cassian did to yeah. Nesta. Um, I don't remember what it was specifically. He may not have said it, but he definitely like would always like, especially when he showed up when there was another guy at her like house and stuff. Like if the guy who was like kind of he kind of uses her a little bit, I think personally. Um, he might not see it that way, but she I bet she feels a little used, like you lay your life out on the line for this man and he just discards you. Yeah. And then he comes to tell you who, like, oh, why are you sleeping with so many guys? Like, I can smell them all over you. And you'd be like, I'm sorry, you have, Cassian has no right. No right. None of them have a right to tell her what to do. Yeah, and that's where I kind of see misogyny pop up in the community and obviously kind of within the characters themselves too. It's that it doesn't matter what has happened. If a woman wants to say no, she can and she has every right to say no. It doesn't matter how amazing this guy is. It doesn't matter how he has acted. If a woman wants to say no and say yes to someone else, that is her right. Yeah. Like I highlighted that over and over again in my Google document because a lot of the slander that I have been seeing have been attacking her over this. And I'm like, no, she has a right to say no. That's her life, her body. Yeah, Just because Cassian's life. our favorite character and we want them to be together doesn't mean they have to be together then and there. And you yeah. can't shame Nesta for not wanting Cassian. You can't yeah. shame her for feeling, bet- I, she feels betrayed by Cassian. Yeah, Cassian yeah. betrayed her when she, like coming back to her laying out the her life on the line for him and then him, him going back to his inner circle, going back to more and as, and back, always going back to them, never back to her. And especially after the war, he didn't go back to her and she felt betrayed. Yeah. Cause I sure as hell would have said some words. I'd been like, bitch, I laid my life on the line for you. And you walk up with your friend. Are the same. We, we would have had some words. Nesta took the high road there. Um, like she, didn't say anything. she just and I think that 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 that's saying a lot about her too because like she's just like it's not even worth it for me to say anything because what's what what what's gonna be what's gonna happen? I'm gonna go off on him. I'm gonna tell him how I feel, and that's not gonna change anything. That's yeah. not gonna change anything until he starts making actions known and starts 
changing what he does because it's different from those little moments that they have together where you feel their chemistry where you feel their connection you feel like yes they're gonna end up together but then all of these other moments that happen right after that completely his actions don't match his words yeah that's that's the problem it's oh her oh Grace's, Grace has just been going in and out um, from our conversation. Um, oh, she's back. We cut off the, the connection where he leaves. It's just not a good day for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's okay, oh, Grace. Yeah. It's okay. Um, but yeah. um, kind of going into like this idea of like Nesta having her trauma and stuff and dealing with this, how do you think her trauma influences her actions? Because we've definitely seen like she's been trigger warning raped by a man and then she's like sleeping like her healing i think her being able to like sleep with these men and not feeling shame about it i think definitely is helping her heal from that um i'm not gonna get into my story but like i think that we can't shame her for especially that when she's gone through the trauma that she has gone through you can't shame a person for that even you shouldn't shame any regular woman but how do you think Nessa's trauma influences her actions that we've seen I think like I'm kind of on the same page as you it's like I don't think slut shaming is ever okay and like that's coming from a virgin I mean like I don't think slut shaming is ever okay like it's just it's our body and our decisions whatever you want to do with your body but I think uh I the fact that she now sleeps with men says a lot about how she has turned around because kind of you know having her body violated not once by Thomas her ex-boyfriend who does sexually assault her but it's also in the cauldron when she becomes gay you know her body also gets violated there so I think um and I think I remember like reading a snippet it's just Nessa doesn't feel anything and in order to feel something she abuses alcohol and sex and this is again common trauma response uh it's not a healthy coping mechanism I don't think anyone's trying to be like Nessa's coping in this in a healthy manner however it is something that it is a common response sadly um I think uh wait so with the question kind of being how she kind of deals with the trauma, right? Yeah, how, like, mm-hmm. how does her trauma influence her actions and stuff? Yeah. Um, I, it's just, like, I do want to kind of be careful about, I guess, how I word it, um, but her, mm, I think, it, like, it's just her trying to maybe reclaim her body. I think, I, that's what I think I was trying to say, too. It's, like, that's she's been good. violated, so, like, every, like, as I go back to, like, everything she wanted got taken away from her, and this is her little bit of control, like she's able to control this part of her life and then she's shamed for taking that control. Yeah. I think that is something, a big theme in here where it's like, Feyre takes back control and she's able to control like a lot of her life now. Mm-hmm. And Nesta's trying to do the same and mm-hmm. she's doing it slowly and she's doing it by this one thing that probably taking this control allows her to help cope with what happened to her. Yeah. Um, not saying that that's what happens for everyone, but this is probably her way of taking back that little bit of control. Yeah. And I mean, we do see in like the teaser for A Court of Silver Flames, we do see her reclaiming some control because she can now get into a bathtub. So I think everybody's kind of expecting, you know, like the healing to take off like later on in A Court of Silver Flames, but just in A Court of Frost and Starlight and the beginning of A Court of Silver Flames, she's already started sorting throughout her shit. Mm-hmm. So for instance, like in, at Solstice, she still stands while the fire is crackling and fire crackling reminds her of her father's death. So when she's back, she's like, I don't know how they stood that. But the thing is, she also stood that. And that's a stride for me. The fact that she can get into a tub now, she can't emerge her head in yet. But the fact that she can shows that 
throughout this year, she has been making small victories. And I think her reclaiming her body has been one of these things as well. It's a major victory for her. I think it's even getting in the bathtub itself was a major victory. Like, I don't think people realize how much trauma like ruins your everyday life. And that's what deals with depression. Like it ruins your everyday life and everything becomes, she gets panic attacks from just seeing the bathtub, like just putting like her foot into water in the bathtub makes her so agitated and like it triggers her. And I think that's what people fail to realize is that she's making all of these small steps, but from Feyre's and everybody else's point of perspective is that she's being a bitch and stuff, but she's dealing with her own trauma and pain little by little because that's how she does it. Yeah. And the thing that she's, like you said, doing it all by herself and she is making progress, whereas some people cannot do it all, which is both are valid. Some people yeah. get sport and that's when they're able to make progress, mm-hmm. whereas Nesta does not want sport and she finds a way to deal with it. It's not a healthy way to deal with it, but she is making slow progress. So I think with A Court of Silver Flames, what I don't want is Cassie fixing all of her problems. Yeah. I still want Nesta to mm-hmm. work on herself, but I want him to maybe stand by her, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah i like he needs to support by just being there she does not need somebody telling her how to heal telling her how to move on telling her how to adjust because that's what everybody else is trying to do but she just just somebody to be there with her just that 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 presence of understanding going through this i don't need you to help me but i just need you to be here with me yeah just that's it yeah i I think that it shows the difference between Feyre and Nesta. Feyre needed Reese in the inner circle to heal. She needed that friendship. She needed to be put out there to be pushed. Feyre needed to be pushed to be healed. She needed that. Where Nesta, I don't think she can be pushed. I think Nesta takes a little bit back control herself. She's the one who needs to take back that control. She can't have other people pushing her to take control. Yeah, because when they do that, that's when Nesta lashes out at people whenever they push her. Because she doesn't go out of her way to attack people. It's whenever they push her boundaries that she starts attacking. Because that's her only form of being able to protect herself. Because she's scared of her powers and she's trying not to use them. So the only power that she has in a world where she has been constantly stripped of choices and she has been violated is her words. And she has kind of formed them to be a weapon. Yeah. In a way. So that actually transitions to my next question, which is what do you think her powers are? Yeah, actually, this is a part that I haven't thought about so far, but I did think a little bit about it because I did get a few questions. And it's that Sergei Mas has a lot of Harry Potter elements in our novels, and she's a big Harry Potter fan. So from what we can tell, Nesta's power is that she has conquered that and she has kind of smashed it through, which is what Rhysand says in A Court of Wings and uh, Ruin. So I think there can be a balance to it that comes out in this book, which is life. So death and life kind of balance together in a way. And it's also... I remember there was this one quote that Farrah was kind of describing Elaine and Nesta in A Court of Wings and Ruin kind of saying that Elaine has like kind of gardens within her mind and Nesta has like the this like black gates and stuff like that so I think it's kind of guarded her power is guarded much like Nesta kind of compliments her but I think in this book where her, her gates are going to be open I think as she starts healing and opening herself up to Cassie and I think that's when we can see maybe like life flow through and I really hope that um Nesta I, I mean Sarah J Maas doesn't kind of make her out to be like a hero or a martyr in the way it says she dies at the end because that is a possibility I think or Cassie dying um, I never thought about that. 
I think that oh. is a possibility with her using her powers of that. It eventually balances out by claiming her life. Yeah. So that's kind of like my take on it. I saw a theory that like Nesta has ability to, because she has the cauldron. She has powers from the cauldron. So somebody said that maybe she's able to break into the other worlds of Sarah J. Moss. And that this is where we're going to see Throne of Glass and Crescent City come into play is Nesta has the power. Because Nesta's, we know Nesta's powerful. We know she's so powerful. And like Court of Silver Flames kind of hints at that. Like Silver Flames, like maybe she does, like maybe her power like emulates through or is presented through like Silver Flames or something like that. I don't know. Um, We've always seen Nesta with like fire and stuff because she is like this, like fire is like how I would view her personality. Yeah. Um, and it's on like the drawers too. Is she's fire, right? Like she has like fire or something. Yeah, and that's I think another reason why. So I'm pretty sure Cassian and Nesta are mates. Cassian has been described as fire made flesh, and we already know the drawer is very symbolic because Farah had the night skies and then she's part of the night court with three sand. I yeah. think that Nesta's powers and her mates Cassian. Yeah, and Elaine. Elaine's mate is somebody from who lives in the spring court. Yeah. Like it's very symbolic. Even though he's like autumn court, he lives in he's from the spring court because that's where yeah. he considers home is the spring court. Yeah, he's more of spring court than autumn court for yeah. sure. But how would y'all feel if Nesta was able to like break the barriers of the worlds? And because we know we know that Sarah J. Moss has hinted that all of these worlds will be collect connected somehow. We've seen that. Um and so my question is, is will we see Nesta being able to break that? And maybe she does like go like later in the books or something, something happens. And we know Throne of Glass is a done series, but we don't know. Well, actually, so you guys remember, okay, so Kingdom of Ash. Wait, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. No. Oh, don't right. Great. Okay. We Don't spoil I it. Talk about this later, Maggie. Yes, we'll talk about it later. We're not going to spoil it for Grace. Um, that's yeah. why I was trying to be no very spoil. careful for what I was saying. We're not going to spoil it for Grace. Um, yeah. Okay, let's just say that I know that someone goes through places and a certain someone catches her. Oh, so you know I, it. I, I have, okay, so you kind so of I know that. So that's been spoiled for you? Unfortunately. Yeah. We won't talk about it then. We still won't talk about it. Yeah. Um, Sarah, I think, think, yeah, because like she has the power, because like they say the cauldron created like the world and stuff. So like if you have the power of that, because they say that she took a lot of power from the cauldron. She took as much as she could. Yeah. Like, that's one of the things that I love about Nesta. Yeah. Like, she's so badass that she was like, fuck you. Like, when she yeah, pointed she at the King of Hyburn before going into it, I was like, fuck. And then she, like, comes out. She's, she steals from the cauldron more than it wanted to give her. She literally took as yeah, much she as she yeah. from this ancient, whatever it is, cauldron, magic, yeah. powerful magic essence. She took and she took more than it wanted her to. Like, that is so badass. It is. I think she's more powerful than Reese. Oh, yeah. No, I 100% agree. And I would pay so much to see Reese and Nesta fight. Because I know Nesta would win. I know Nesta would win. Like, Nesta, I, I, I think, 
And I think that also definitely hurts her too, is that she doesn't know how to deal with this power. Yeah. Because she tries to keep it hidden. Yeah. Like, and I, like, like, she's like, I know my, like, her power wants to, like, break things the way that Cassian wants her to break things. And she keeps it locked in because she's scared of her power. She doesn't want to hurt people. And that's the thing. If she unleashes her power, she thinks that she's going to destroy everything. Yeah. And we saw this with Feyre where Feyre nearly broke from keeping her power in. And Feyre is not nearly as powerful as Nesta. So yeah. we have to understand that Nest, like, Nesta's probably struggling every single moment to like keep that in. And so that that hurts her too. She's probably going to yeah. like, how is she not going crazy by now? Like, yeah. Um, that's kind of, that was my last question I had. Grace, do you have any questions? <laughs> Um, do I? No, I don't. You don't? I think it's, we've kind of covered most things. Yeah, we did. Um, predictions for A Court of Silver Flames. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was actually, I do have a prediction about what was in the box that Cassian was going to give her. So yeah, I think. Oh, yes. Oh, trust me, I think this one's a good one. I think it's like a hand carving, you know, the ones that Nesta's father used to make and sell. And I think it, because it was something small. It's in a small box. And Cassian said that it took him months to find. He's not going to be able to find something like that in Fey lands. He's going to have to travel to a human world for that. It, I think with timing-wise and the size of the box and the fact that ne he knows that Nesta's struggling with that issues <laughs> um, kind of makes sense. Was it maybe me. one of her dad's carvings? Yeah, or something like it. I think that would be, that would be, that would be, I, I hope we find out what he gave her. I hope they're like fighting and stuff. And he says, well, I threw, I threw this away for you. And she yeah, Sergio Master that we will find out in A Court of Silver Flames. I'm so excited to find out what it is. I'm like, so like, prediction, Elaine, move over. Like, I'm the new seer in this. <laughs> okay, like, Elaine is a whole other topic. We could have a whole podcast about Elaine too. Yeah. Um, but also Asriel. We know As is he, he has talked more in these teasers than he has in the entire series. <laughs> the entire series. <laughs> I think that tells you about the type of guys I like. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it really does. Like he I, I don't think we realize this, but Azrael has had lovers. Like, yeah, he has. He has had them, but he doesn't boast about it like Cassian does. And I was like, oh. And then Sarah J. Moss was like, oh, he's kinky as hell. And I was like, oh. It's exactly as I expected it. Because, <laughs> like, it's always the ones who are, like, quiet about it that are always the kinkiest. <laughs> So true. And it's just, I remember this one quote from A Court of Wings and Ruin when like Cassian and Azriel were bickering and Cassian was like, oh. I'm creating poetry, brother. And Azriel was like, I don't need to resort to poetry. Yes. Like, oh. <laughs> we all know that Cassian is like, my bad boy. But at that moment, I was like, well, hello there, Azriel. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely, that's why I have his wings. Um, yeah, that's, that's why. He's even though Reese's wings match my ear, my hair a lot. Um, as is my mane. I hope I mean, I'm so excited to get to know him. I think it looks like we're gonna get to know him more in this book. Is it bad that I don't want him to have a mate? <laughs> Maggie, you just want to write your, but you already have Rowan and you gave Rowan your last name. I don't know if you can, 
That's true. He can be my side chick. He'd be into that. No, but I do want, I do want, I do want to see more of Az's story as well. Hopefully we get that in this book. I think he can be a very complex character if he is given the arc, because he hasn't been given, or at least like we've been hinted at it, but we haven't really explored it yet. said, I think he's going to get his own book too. Yeah. So I, I heard that like the second book is coming out this year, like after Court of Silver Flames, there's another book coming out from the Axar series. Is it like a novella? I think it's a novella. A novella. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a full book. I think it's a novella mm-hmm. because there's a novella that's going to accompany each book. So it, it it's like we have four, 4.5, 5, 5.5, and so on. As, as far as Goodreads knows. I know. I'm looking at it right now to see. Um, I'm trying to see like how uh, it's mapped out on Goodreads. So we have Akatar, Akamath, Aqua War, Aqua Fast, and then we have A Court of Thorns and Roses 3.2. So we have 3.1, which is Aqua Fast. Then we have 3.2. And then we have four. So there's one missing between Frost and Starlight and Silver Flames. And then we have five and six that show on Goodreads. But there's one missing between that might be the one that comes out this year. Yeah, probably. I think one of those might be Wings and Ember. But well, it just wasn't put in. But like to be fair, that wasn't the target edition of A Court of Mist and Fury. Yeah, it wasn't like an actual like True. novella. Yeah. Like, I think that was like my what? favorite part in the entire series though. Is yeah. it that I never read it? It's like <laughs> No, trust me. Actually, her past is gonna make a lot more sense when you do read it. But I know, I know all what happens. I read the synopsis of it, and I read like a summary of it, but I never read it because I don't have the Target edition. Oh, well, you can read it online. It's, it's not the same thing. For free, it's released online for free though. Like they released it. I got you. Okay, Grace will get it for me. Grace will text me right after this episode ends, and she'll be like, "Okay, here it is. You need to no, read it now." Trust me, the angst in that chapter. Oh. How how long is it? Is one chapter? It's a long chapter. It's like, Wait, was it the one I read on Instagram yeah. that I sent you? It's it's like <laughs> dead dead air, dead air. <laughs> Grace is just thinking. Um... <laughs> Grace is like, shush. I need to think. Um, but okay, I'm gonna ask you this: What is your favorite like? Akatar merch that you have if you have any melissa yeah um i don't have them with me i have them in my college but actually i can show some of my merch that yes I please please like, I do have yes yes um okay i think i mean kind of obviously nesta being my favorite oh well i guess people in youtube will kind of see it yes so it's a quarter of the first teaser that we got never again would she be weak never again would she be at someone's mercy and these are on basically text that is like roughly 500 page, uh, 500 years old. So it's really old. So like, which is why I put it in a frame because if people like touch this, it will sh- like, it rips right away. Um, but yeah, so like, and I went with gray frame cause you know, that's, that's I love that. Um, that's, so yeah, that's one. Mm-hmm. And I think another one of my personal favorites, Wingspan Matters. So good. Yes, oh, I love the 
I love the frames. Too. Yeah. The frames. That's what, that's why I wanted to get some pieces from you because your frames look elegant. So I can put them in They're my. Expensive. They were expensive. And I wanted to kind of like dish out the extra money because I wanted them to be really high quality. And honestly, like the difference between them was not that big compared to cheap frames that are just made cheaply, like from Walmart. Those were made so made so cheaply. And this was just a few more dollars more. And this is like real wood. The back is satin and you can like, you know, it's like you can either like put it on or like you uh -huh. can you know? hang it. Yeah. So it's like, um, it's like real wood and it's very sturdy. So I do make sure to package it really well to make sure it doesn't break. Um, but I just, I personally love more simplistic decoration. Like if you guys kind of like see around, this is like my yeah. parents' house, but I don't really have anything just because if I do have any decoration, I want it to be very simplistic, elegant, and meaningful. Like I don't want to have decoration just to have decoration. And for me, quotes are my favorite thing ever. Like I have a journal filled with quotes. So this was kind of my way to make it bookish. Um, so yeah. <laughs> and I actually made a Court of Silver Flames bundle on Etsy yesterday. So this is kind of new. So it's a court, there's two bundles. So and this is why these were out because I was taking pictures. So it's basically both of the bundles have the never again would she be weak, never again would she be at someone's mercy. And one of them has the wingspan matters as one as well. And it also has a personal letter from Nessian because, yeah. <laughs> and then the second that. one is kind of the same. And then it says together, they'd go together. And this is like one of my favorite frames, I think. That's pretty. Yeah, I hope people yeah. are watching this on YouTube because they're going to be like, <laughs> yeah, if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, go over to our YouTube um, and see this. We'll have it linked all below. Um, but and I mean, they're all on my Etsy page as well, so they could kind of like see it more professionally there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like in the future, I definitely want to do this with other books and other quotes. Mm -hmm. um, and there's definitely going to be some other merch as well, but I'm pretty sure I will always have the letters and a few frames um, things as well. Because I love writing and I think I'm really good at writing from perspective of characters. So that's also another thing there. <laughs> that's great. I love, I, I feel like there's a lack of like those kind of like bookish, kind of like the simple, like, I know they have like simple shirts and stuff, but like that one, you would pass by and you'd be like, oh, this is so pretty. But like, if you knew what it was, you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Whereas like some person, like mm -hmm. a guy who's like walking my room would like read it and be like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> but then like a girl who's like red. She'd be like, but he was oh. so confused with wingspan matters. Like, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. If he like, like not even, a he'd like see wingspan matters. He'd be like, Oh, what's that? And I'd be like, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I will make the code after this podcast, but if any of the listeners want to get something and for discount count, use the code podcast in all caps. Um, and you guys can put it in the description box oh. as well. That's and so I'll give you yeah. guys a special code. Yeah. Just your and Maggie and Grace. You guys can like give it out to people if you want, or I can make special too one for you guys, guys as oh well. Gosh. That's that's this is why we love Melissa. This mm -hmm. is why we love Melissa. Melissa is so great. Um, I don't even know how I met you, Melissa. I think it's through Grace. And it's because I know Grace. Really through me. Yeah, like Grace loves you, and I the few times that I talked to with Grace, Grace was like Maggie is like basically my soul sister. And I was just like, I need to know who this person is now. Um, so I think when I followed her on Instagram, I saw you tagged and I was like, this is the Maggie that she's talking about. So I want to follow you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. Cause like, she'd always talk about you. And I was like, I was like, she's like, you know, Melissa. And I was like, no. And she's like, you don't know Melissa. And I was like, you talked about her, but like, I don't know. And she's like, how do you not know Melissa? And I'm like, 
sorry. And she like sent me all your like stuff. She's like, this is Melissa. Go follow her. And I was like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, I feel I'm, like the TikTok community is so big yet kind yeah. of small at the same time because there are some creators that don't show up on my for you page that people like forward me stuff from them and i'm like i have never seen this person on my for you page before right. but it's also like we have similar mutuals yeah <laughs> so there is that too yeah no it's 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 i didn't realize how big the book talk community actually was on book talk until like i actually like joined it and like grace will say people and i'm like yeah <laughs> i have no idea who they are i was like naming off people that i know and, and i'm like yeah like, I remember that Maggie was there just like you know way more people than I did yeah and I was like yeah yeah I because like I don't know I I'm very to myself mm-hmm. I, I the only time I've ever reached out was to Grace, <laughs> and I was always like Hi, it worked out so well for you though it did work out really well look where we are now yeah I mean like it's just amazing you guys can honestly write a book about how your friendship came to be I would read that book <laughs> once we're like established authors and we have the Ostium trilogy going on we're gonna I love how you guys named it um yes did, did oh, yeah. I tell you guys that I'm writing too I think I told Grace that I'm writing a book yes I know yes yes but- Yes, it's and we so I like I think it's just crazy to think that ten years down the road, a lot of book talkers are also writers, and we're already friends with each other. Like ten years down the road, when we're actually published authors and we met each other through book talk and we've been friends all this time, like I think that's just gonna be crazy. And other people who are like entering the publishing house will just feel outed because we already know each other. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's funny because like you, know each other. you see now authors who've known each other for like ten plus years, and they're like, yeah, we started our careers together, and you're like wow, Grace and I are like, because I'm writing a book and then I'm writing a book with Grace. So like, I have two things going on. You're writing a separate book. That's impressive that you can get the two going at the same time. I have like 50K words only and I haven't (laughs) added to it in like (laughs) two months. But I just feel like that. I I don't have a schedule when I'm here at home. When I'm at school, I have a really good schedule where I can get things, a lot of things done when I'm at school. Mm -hmm. I feel like being at home, like it's specifically home. Cause like if I had an apartment, it'd be okay. Cause being connected to my family, I feel like, oh, I always have to like go be with them and stuff. Yeah. Don't really like that. (laughs) Um, I'm very, I'm I'm very much a loner. Um, I don't know if y'all saw my like recent post on TikTok, but I was like, my, my manager kind of outed me and she's like, Maggie, if, what would you be doing right now? You'd be alone reading, right? And I was like, I saw that TikTok that you made <laughs> about it. I was like, ma'am, you don't need to call me out like that. But yes, I would. And like my coworker, Michael, he was just like, yeah, she would be reading alone. <laughs> like that's what she'd be doing. And I was like, yeah, I would be, I would be reading alone. And that's what I do. That's more than 90% of book talk. But I think I'm a little different in that sense. I mean, I know that there's a few other book talkers like me, but I'm also like an extrovert. Like I love reading and I love my personal space. Like we've established that, especially if I'm going through a rough patch, nobody talks to me. Like I will be alone. Um, But I mean, being a college student, I'm also like, I'm not a huge partier, but I go to parties. I hang out with people. I'm part of a business fraternity. It's still a fraternity. Like we still have a good time. Yeah. Um, So I just don't feel as comfortable sharing that part of my life, obviously on social media. Yeah. No, I, yeah, business rats can be, um, <laughs> business school, school kids are, it's so funny because, like, my, I have, like, nursing friends and, like, business school, we, for us, um, we have, we don't have school Fridays, so we just do four days a week, and, um, so I never have classes on Fridays, so, like, me and my friend Jessica, she's also in the business school, we'll just, like, go off and, like, go to Target, uh, like, 
10 a.m. on a third on a Friday morning, and like my nursing friend is just like sitting there. She's like, "Where are y'all?" And I'm like, "Oh, we're at Target. We're just walking. We just go to Target just to walk around because we have nothing better to do on our Fridays." Barnes and Noble. Um, I will, like I don't even buy anything like that. Just, so if, when I have a bad day or I'm just bored, I go and I walk around. It's I I can't afford anything, but just. And I look at the same stuff over and over again too, but it just makes me feel comforted. Yeah. Me at work, me at work, I literally work at Barnes and Noble. And like yeah. today I like spent like an hour just in like gardening the YA section. And I was just like, oh, it looks so pretty now. <laughs> that sounds so calming. It's such a hectic job, like dealing with customers. Ugh. Like I've worked oh, retail before. Service is worse. That's the worst part of any retail job. I had my first job was in retail. I hated it and I'm never going back. <laughs> I mean, like my, my, like who I work with and stuff, I love them. It's so much fun working with them and they do really make it really fun to work there. Yeah. Um, but um, just sometimes customers, you're just like, I just going to go shelve for an hour and not talk to anybody. It's so. been like that. Yeah. yeah that's how it is. <sighs> so I think it's coming to an end because we have been going on for an hour now. Um, do you have any? <laughs> Last to say about Nesta, the two of you. Anything? Do you have anything, Grace? I know Grace has kind of sure. been not talking a lot because she, she had to. Quiet today. You've yeah. been really. I mean, been cutting off. Yeah. yeah. We've had some difficulties. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess um, I do want to like say this: like, an author has done their job if they make you dislike a character, if they make you see this character and see the pain that they put the main character through. Yeah. The author has done their job of giving a viewpoint of a certain character. Mm -hmm. That does not mean that that character is completely a lost cause. And yeah. this goes for any of the characters, in fact, all of the characters in Avatar. Not any one of them is truly good. Not any one of them is completely perfect. All of them are flawed. All of them are effed up. They all have problems. You have every right to dislike a character, but you do not have the right to bash someone for liking this character. You have absolutely no right to tell them that they are misogynistic, that they are hateful, that they are whatever, because they do not like somebody. You have every right to have your own opinion about a character and that's fine, but you got to make sure and acknowledge that everybody else has their own opinion. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people forget that and everybody needs to remember everybody has their own journey. Nesta has her own journey and we're going to end up seeing that in the next book. And I bet you a lot of people who are talking a whole bunch of mess are going to end up switching sides and I'm just, I'm sitting back and I'm waiting for it. Well, I feel like that's some people might, might not even decide to read it because of Nesta. And I'm like, I, I heard somebody say, oh, I'm not even going to read it because I don't like Nesta. And I'm like, you can't do that to a character where their book is supposed to make you, like, it's their arc where you see their story, you find their background, you see why they did things the way they do. And, like, we can all blame, Reese has done terrible shit to Feyre. Yeah. He did terrible shit. Yeah, yeah. And she was able to forgive him. We were all able to forgive him. Yeah. Didn't make his things any less bad. But we were all able to forgive Reese. Um, some people didn't. Some people hate him still. And that's valid. That's totally valid if you don't like Reese at all. And if you don't like Favor at all, that's totally valid. Because we've seen their arc. We've seen their complete arc. Yeah. We've not seen Nessa's arc at all. We have just seen what Feyre views her. We've not 
delved into her Ness's mind at all yet. Yeah, I agree. And I think, like, just because Feyre and Rhysand being the main characters up far and us only really seeing their point of view, a lot of people have found a way to either put context to or excuse some of their bad actions that you guys have been mentioning. But again, some people just kind of focus on that and they don't find their reasoning as a reason to like them. So I think that's also really important to notice the perspective that we see the story highly affects who we like and who we do not like. If we saw the story in someone else's point of view, the inner circle could have been the bad guys. Like in Tarquin's point of view, oh, yeah. we could have hated the inner circle altogether. So I think the point of view is really important and kind of what Grace was saying about us being respectful to each other, kind of being on the end of bullying on this community purely for liking Nessa. It is a little ridiculous that all of this is happening over a 2D character. And I mean, one of the best things about, I think, book communities that you can see different points of views as long as you engage in an open-minded and respectful manner. And that is something that I have seen some individuals, not all, lack in book talk. And I think we do need to do a better job of just being more respectful to each other because liking and not liking a character is valid. And you don't need to get bashed for it either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I definitely think that's a big problem in the book talk community, in any book community, book Twitter, book, book, yeah. bookstagram, and book talk, um, that, like, there is a lot of hate for liking characters. And, like, I don't like uh, Maven from Red Queen. I don't like him, but I don't care that you like him. Like, it doesn't affect me. And yeah. you're valid to like him, and I'm valid not to like him. Like, but I don't hate you for liking him because I have my own reasons for not liking him. But you can totally be into the dark bad guy mm-hmm. and i have no problem with that yeah i yeah. I, I just don't yeah. see how and this, is, this is go ahead go ahead, go ahead maggie i wasn't i was done i was done <laughs> <laughs> we both like stared at each other we were like deer in headlights we, were like, <laughs> <laughs> we all went <laughs> froze at the same time <laughs> uh, last thing um this is not to say that you can not not like a book you have every right to dislike a book a series if you don't like akatar go hey you don't like akatar there there's so many other series out there so many better worlds diverse characters other authors whatever you can like whatever book you want just respect us if we like it yeah Yeah. that's it we hope that we gave the listener if you didn't like nesta we hope we helped you understand her a little bit better and prepared you for reading aka um i'm gonna do that hi but um but i really enjoyed talking with you today melissa um i think this is the first time i've actually like talked with you like talk as in like face to face i mean we're not face to face but I can Pretty see much. you. I yeah. can, I'm not like sitting yeah. in bed, huddled in my blankets watching your live and I'm just like sitting there like typing <laughs> on your live. I'm like actually like talking to you. <laughs> Which I find is so funny because that's how I am. I'm like a yeah. goblin. Like <laughs> just, a little like that. But honestly, this was so fun because I you guys are literally two of one of my like out of all the book talkers that I love, you guys are definitely up there. And it was and you guys are so warm. I appreciate the positivity that you guys spread. I appreciate so much that you guys do this podcast. I mean, it makes doing my chores so much easier when I'm talking to you guys, although you guys can't hear me. <laughs> um, and you can always send the response. Yeah, I think this was just a great opportunity to talk to you guys and talk to a character and a series that I love. 
So thank you for having me. And thanks for like being my friends. <laughs> yes, yes. Look at us. I'm, literally, Melissa and I were talking about how like, this is how like, I'm going to in like 10 years, 10, 15, 20 years down the line, you're gonna be like, oh, I met these two amazing people during a pan- the pandemic of 2020 yeah. through the internet. And like, I think people really harp on like internet, as I was telling Melissa, like internet relationships and stuff when they really are the best thing ever. <laughs> um, yeah. So it gives um, us opportunities that we wouldn't have because we don't live near each other. Yeah. But we're all talking right now. Yeah. In this moment, we're all talking, but grace is two time zones away. Yeah. And it's weird. I don't know what time zone you're in, but I'm in central time in Kansas. So I'm in central time too. Yeah. Then it's just grace. <laughs> yeah. And then grace is just all like, eh. <laughs> I'm in LA. I'm too yeah, yeah. It's like sometimes yeah. it's like 11 p.m. where I'm here, and it's almost like midnight. Like on our last episode, it was like almost midnight when we finished recording, and I was like, "Oh, it's almost midnight." She's like, "Oh, it's almost like 10 p.m. here," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> so it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's great. It was great to have you on. Um, what is your um handles oh, for yeah. Instagram, TikTok? What is all your handles? Yeah. Um, so for TikTok, that's the main platform that I'm on. It's Melons. So it's M-E-L-O-N-Z-Z underscore. And if you go there, there's a link tree in my bio, and that will take you to all my other handles. And my link tree is just a fun place to be in because I have a Nesta's character analysis Google Doc. It's 20 paged. I have a Nessine fanfic. It's only 18 plus. Eight, 18 plus. Only 18 plus. I'm going to go read that. We are 18 plus. Um, I have a, I recently added like a reading, studying, writing playlist. So just some fun links there. So go check it out. (laughs) I'll have it in the description. We'll have our link tree in the description. Um, I always like to add that for people who have link trees or like book, whatever. They have trees for all the links down below. Um, Grace, do you have anything to add? (laughs) No? I just asked Grace if she had anything to add. She just nodded yes. She was like, yes. And I was like, okay. She's like, (laughs) oh, no, no. Yes, meaning like I'm good. Yes, meaning I'm good. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. If you want to listen to this on Spotify, we do go up 6 p.m. Central Time, which is 7 p.m. Eastern time and then 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on all of our other um, platforms, which is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Google Google Casts, and all of that will be up at 6 p.m. Central Time, which is everything I just said. So thank you so much for listening. We hope you. Oh no, we forgot one thing, Melissa. Last thing, and then we'll go. Your cringiest bookish moment. Cringiest bookish moments. Okay. Like, what do you, like, the cringiest moment that I've read? You've read, you've had with another, happened to you with another book talker or, like, a book or something? Well, um, do I have tea for you guys? A 30-year-old woman who hates Nesta, who has apparently a so-called degree in psychology, low-key bullied me on TikTok and then blocked me. That's my cringiest moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that because I was like, I kind of alluded to that at the beginning of 
the podcast where it was it was bad and I was like that was really bad and it was really surprising as her being 30 years old me being 19 her being yeah I honestly don't believe that she has a degree in psychology but um yeah yeah <laughs> I don't think a psychologist would bully a 19 year old girl no I was like it does not make sense because yeah it- doesn't make sense at all well glad I could add that in because we were supposed to ask Kate that but we totally forgot because that's our like thing is to do is at the end of the podcast we'll ask for your cringiest bookish moment so thank you Melissa again for (laughs) the podcast and thank you our listeners for listening Uh, we really enjoy this and if you haven't already check out our last episode um, to see who won the giveaway if you haven't already um, that has been announced and we will see you in the next one Bye-bye. Bye.